0: I don't understand the dark premise in, in the most recent visits by you, Murder Bunny. Considering you are the Murder Bunny, maybe you're the one to make these claims and statements I don't really know. But I got to say, hey, Basil... Hey, my,
1: mine is divine right, okay?
0: You're what? All, all my killings are divine right. <laughs> oh, wow. This is going to be interesting to see how he spins this when the game launches and he's out there pillaging people and... <laughs> It's a good thing that the murder bunny isn't actually going to be an outfit in ashes per Steven. I know I'm a little saddened by this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just, I feel like it, we got to We got to come up with something. We got to find the right cosmetics to put together to be like, this is Fazel's murder bunny outfit. Determination was not an easy stance to maintain in these uncertain times. Others Cinderborn had found themselves debating their own path to Sanctus. Many relied on faith while others put stake in the actions and efforts of those who paved a way forward on Vera. The true spark of hope was a fragile thing to behold. For the Pathfinders, their own certainty was justified. They would continue to cherish the spark. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Let's welcome back, Adelis. Hello, everyone. Also, welcome back everybody's favorite murder slash social slash cozy bunny, Faisal.
1: Those of it, people?
0: <laughs> hey, man, ringing in the end of the year, friends. This is our last Ashes Pathfinder podcast of 2021. Pretty stoked. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, before we get started, we got to give a big shout-out to the home of this podcast over at AshesHQ.com, the community-curated website for Ashes as of Creation. Also, a shout-out to all of the Imperial Flames, which are the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. As always, if you'd like to leave us an iTunes review over on iTunes, you can find that link pinned to the top of our Twitter over at, at Ashes Pathfinder on Twitter. Right there at the top, you'll see all of the pinned domains where you can listen to or watch this podcast. If you don't catch us live. Um, also, you can call into one five three nine six six four six eight zero one. And if you leave a voice message there or a comment in a review, we'll either read or share those live here on this show. And if you just feel like shooting us a message, now I got to tell you the the mail system on Vera is questionable, but you can send it over to ashespathfinders at gmail.com. That Pathfinder grunt somewhere out there on Sanctus, Vera, who knows, they'll get it to us at some point in time, probably when they're good and ready. Now, gentlemen, typical format. Couple of HQ announcements that we're going to catch up with our week, and uh, yeah, then we're going to dig in because we got a few uh, things, and by a few, I mean a lot of stuff to talk about. So, regional market recent game guide posted over on Ashes HQ. You can catch it on the YouTube. You can catch it uh, also. I think I don't think I've embedded that one yet on the website because I've been really busy, but it will be embedded on the regional market uh, page. Um, but it's already over on ashes hq's youtube you can catch it there uh catch up on it's kind of a piggyback off of the economy game guide we did recently um also as we're going to be discussing it today we did an ashes talk over on ashes hq about the massive changes that are coming with a specific focus to unreal engine 5 most people in the community know about it and if you don't you're about to find out so we're going to talk about that in some capacity here on the show but if you want to talk about it or any of the other changes in more detail or perhaps leave a message uh kind of related to those specific topics on the ashes talk or when this video goes live over on youtube you can do that leave your comments we'll definitely take those carry those into this week's uh, next week's discussion sorry in 2022 um yeah gentlemen anything to catch us up on that you want to talk about aside from what we're about to dig in on before we get started no,
2: that's pretty I much the
0: only so. topic in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Had a feeling, man. So I know that this is over on. Uh, ooh, I got I, sh- I got to make sure I do announce this right. AshesHQ.com. Uh, shout out to the homies. I think Wembley, myself and uh, Zod were the ones that helped gather all the topics. We were doing y'all a solid here um, because we haven't really seen Anybody else doing a really thorough job of kind of outlining everything in bullet format anymore? So we're taking, I'm taking the initiative and over on asheshq.com, there's the articles tab is there. It's basically your blog it's where you're going to see game update stuff uh, specific to Ashes HQ or Ashes of Creations Development. Um, I'm going to link it in chat if you'd like to follow along and you're watching the show right now. But we are updating articles, putting together all of the essential things you need to know. From the development live streams over on AshesHQ.com moving forward in the future. So make sure you bookmark the website. Go check out the uh notes that we made there. Shout out to the homies in the community who helped curate that. And with that being said, that is going to be our main reference point on these specific topics that were outlined, because those are all the bullet points. And there's um there's quite a few, actually. Uh we do have a guild gathering, which I will say. Margaret made a note that this might be the last guild gathering we get for a while. We'll talk about that as well, but I'm going to let you all guys jump, jump in, pick out the big ones. I mean, obviously, Trepid Studios is moving from Unreal Engine 4 to Unreal Engine 5. Gentlemen, thoughts? Just jump on in, shall we?
2: I mean, I, I think we kind of called it like a week before everything all kind of went down Mm -hmm. so um you know definitely i think i would say i went into it like being a little um trepidatious in Mm -hmm. the sense that i was like okay we talked about this is unreal engine is still like fairly new there's still a lot of bugs to work out but i think i walked away from the live stream being a lot more confident um because of the way um you know Steven explained their process i mean they've been considering mm-hmm. this since 2020 they had a strike team really dig into it in deep dive and right. like determine unanimously that was the right decision they're also work have a pretty close relationship with epic so i expect kind of with those at least major factors and there's some other things too that i i think you know make sense for this but i feel like long term um this is the right decision now that i've heard a little bit more about the benefits which i think we talked about hey if they really outline why they're making this decision and really make it like very tangible for the community we'll be able to be more comfortable with it and they did just that um they talked about you know the benefit of being able to actually in the long run work faster yeah though it's mm-hmm. you know a little bit of time now the investing time later the time investment later is going to be less yeah right there's a, an ability to multitask in an environment so yes they have a lot of work to do and redo um in terms of like the the graphical side of it mm-hmm. but then they don't have to do a ton of stuff on the back end which again right all mm-hmm. good stuff that would be like Obviously, there was other cool stuff they shared on the stream, but this was obviously the lion's share of what the stream was about. And I walked away being mm-hmm. way more confident than I did going in. I mean, yes, it was like generally, like from a layman's terms, it's like, oh yeah, they're going Unreal Five; it's going to look better, blah blah blah, right? But for me, it was like there's a lot of things that you need to really kind of check the box on before you make a decision like this. And I think somebody said in chat here as we were gearing up, it it does speak to the fact that the team is really focused on longevity for the game as well. So I think all in all, I think it was a really positive stream in my opinion, in terms right. of the announcement, how they handled it, what they showcased. Um, it just, it just hit all the, it it hit, hit all the feels. I would say from my perspective as a gamer. Absolutely. What
1: about you Faisal? I mean, I mean, from my perspective, when, when I saw the, uh, Unreal Engine 5, i had a lot of concerns until that video ended and steven just explained everything it just uh, shattered all my concerns like everything that i was worried about he just said it in a way explaining what uh, what they did and their process from from uh, from where they're trying to move from unreal engine 4 to 5 and it's basically not going to be as hard as i thought it would be and all the work that, that I thought that they're going to put isn't going to be as much. And that's what I liked when he said, oh, we sent a strike force to test things out, see if it's, it works, see if it's viable, and everything. Um, and I also agree with Daedalus. Um, like for a long-term plan, it's the way to go Unreal Engine 5 mm-hmm. future. And uh, how many years has it been since Unreal Engine 4 has been out?
0: about uh six seven decade yeah yeah 2004 if i'm not mistaken
1: unreal engine 4 is almost new it's time and using using something that's more innovative would be uh the the way to go i would say
0: yeah um i also just want to put a sidebar here um if you all appreciate the the Phasal moments, I just want you to know that we gathered about two in regard to clips from the last time he was on mm-hmm. haven't made it up as shorts on YouTube yet, but they're coming this week. Just want you to know that uh, look out for them. They're beautiful. They are Yeah. And and don't worry, Faisal. I just want you to know that there are some from back in the day that I have I'm going to be going and searching for. And over the course of this break during the holiday, I'm going to do you right. As a solid member of this uh podcasting community, and I'm gonna make sure that you get your your time and the light that you deserve. And, on, and put some more shorts up there just to outline how how absolutely precious you are to all of us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: I love you all. Man, yeah, like, man. <laughs> we've had some
0: we've had some seriously good moments, man. I, I'm telling you, man. Um got a really good um content pipeline going right now so you we got a lot of great things coming in 2022 and uh to kind of piggyback off what both of you all have been saying uh yeah you're absolutely right so the fact that initially sure swapping of assets over getting them allocated over getting nanite and Lumen sort of like working with a lot of the things they've already got um those i'm gonna go ahead and just get the uh get the video rolling here uh, this was posted on their YouTube. It was also the video that was shared by Intrepid Studios during their Ashes of Createment, Creation development live stream uh, last Thursday uh, on the 23rd of December. Um, and uh, yeah, it's the Unreal Engine 5 announcement that we we. I mean, look, I've been hypothesizing this for what four months, roughly. I mm-hmm. think somewhere in the area of like four months. Um, and I, I think as I and I'm not I'm not going look at me look at me. I was right. Like it's just. Over the course of four months, like I know earlier on, people were like, I don't know, Sim, and I'm like, just hear me out. And then each progressive month, the team shared more and more reinforcing evidence to support this, and I saw more and more of you all that were here go, you know, you might have something there. And then you all started adding additional things to our conversation, contributing additional pieces that were like, Oh, another good point and another good point. And so we all just started to kind of cultivate our information. And yeah, Steven, I mean, all the systems that have been outlined were like we talked about last time, were they seemed like they would be Unreal Engine 5 elements, a lot of them. We even got to see that ambient lighting element, right? That one, when they showcased that Ooh. one, I was like, that feels like we're showing off a lumen. And then when yep. I didn't want to be like, that's lumen, but we talked about it, right? And then then he's talking about the strike force it was like okay seems the most logical conclusion boom they dropped it boom we were right but more importantly like you all were saying and this is what i'm piggybacking off of last time i was like if this is the move we need something tangible can't be a discussion it can't just be hey we're doing this in my opinion It can't just be, hey, I'm going to show off a a screenshot or an image of a creature or a small, you know, little video rendering of a creature that we've seen. We we can't, that's not going to be good enough to really reinforce people that are concerned about, well, how is this going to delay things? It's got to be something tangible. It's got to be in the environment, potentially something we haven't seen, showcasing that the world exists, some cutout, something different. Something meaty, something that's going to be, you know, showcasing, like, how is this benefiting us? And more importantly, tell them how this is going to make things better. And they delivered in freaking spades, not only on visually. Now, I, I like shared stuff and people on like Reddit and some other places were like, I don't see anything different visually. I'm like, homie, you ain't been paying attention then. You don't have to be watching this. You go back and you look over the course of videos. It's a it's a noticeable difference. I'm sorry. It is. Unless you just don't have eyes or you're not looking. Right? You're looking at a <laughs> right. thumbnail. If you're looking at a thumbnail on a website or on a, a YouTube video, that's not enough. You need to look at the video at its resolution and make a side-by-side comparison. A really great reference point was those budded creatures in the cave. we end up seeing in the video we're showing right now right those were in alpha one if you go to alpha one i'm telling you right now it's a perfect reference point you go to alpha one they're on the coast of alpha island by the way and you go and you do a side-by-side comparison don't worry homies i'm gonna do you a solid this week probably and do something to showcase that but it's a really nice snapshot reference of the two things right next to each other and just how different it looks visually just on the same creature alone, which is what I thought was really important. But the. The the important piece, though, is like this is how this is going to help with our workflow. This is how it's going to be more productive. I got a ton of bullet points on this. Let me hit on the community and the community reminders and things like that. Right. The website. Remember, they had they had taken it down. Um, I did see what they were talking about. Uh, it was around december 14th they taken the web down the website down they did a web update uh there were fixes uh that were helping with like the single sign on sso that were helping with uh some of the updates expected to come online in the coming months um they you know also kind of referenced the emotes they got new emotes over on the discord that they're gonna have another dev discussion coming up on griefing then the next guild gathering that had just been released Prior to this was on Spising creek which we're going to talk about. They did mention also that the content creator program status was open, however, this might change in the future. Um, but I did notice when I went over to their website, I did have to input some of my information again. And Margaret did make a note: like, hey, heads up, if you go log in on the website. You might notice you need to input some of your information again. This is due to the update, right? It it was pretty minimal from my perspective. It was like just confirming my email i think i I could put my name back in again or something like that but just go check your account it's really minimal um there's not really anything big uh in regard to like what you might have to update or change or not even really change but just have to like fill back into the areas and stuff again um they did have a studio update i want to hit on before we dog talk about all the stuff from the the, the video uh, on the live stream that we're going to break down and dissect a bit um but he he Stephen did talk about how the Intrepid St- uh, team uh studio team is their morale has been like really high rolling into the next year that um, they were going to have a very significant phase of hiring moving into 2022. Sounds like they're going to be pretty diligent about this. Um, a lot of people also hypothesized. Well, what, what do we think the big announcement is going to be? And some people were like, man, it could be. Could be the new um, lead game designer. Maybe we'll get that announcement. Well, we didn't get that announcement. Steven just said that he basically had been filling this, you know, this uh, position and delegating a lot of the um, uh, other duties of that role over to other senior designers currently. And he made a reinforcing remark that I think is very important. It's something that I know what since way back, way, way, way back. This is something we've talked about more than once on the show, which is their approach is one I've always respected because it, it's a similar type of approach I've always had with uh, forming my own guilds, maintaining the members in the guilds uh, or within the community, which is a quality over quantity approach. Uh, something that we here in this community really do hold dear. And that's something that we see because he, he made a remark about how it's very important that the people that fill these roles are the right people for the job they fit the culture uh and you know he talked about like how many people had even been flown out to i think interview and like some of those people just i think weren't a fit yet so he's very 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 serious about and very calculated about the people that uh you know transition into specific roles and uh while we might want to see that position filled uh i think his main reinforcing thought was it's important that they're the right person, not that we just have another person in that position to fill that spot. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, the bullet points on Unreal Engine 4 and 5. Lumen and Nanite, obviously, are going to be massive uh, bonuses to this in terms of uh, aesthetic per perspective. Um, a lot of that's something we could see. If you're watching live on Twitch right now with us, there's those budded creatures we talked about. I love, uh-huh. love how I gave myself just enough uh, time to talk about other things so we could revisit this.
1: <laughs> I, also, I also love the fact that well, while using Unreal Engine 5, yeah. like, uh, the dev team is able to work simultaneously.
0: That's huge, yeah. man. To me, that that's the biggest takeaway.
1: Huge, mm-hmm. like Working on any, any other program where one person has to end his work and the other can start is just like not time efficient. At all
0: <laughs> right When I didn't even know it was like that, dude. I was like, have yeah, You guys either. been functioning yeah. like that this whole time?"
1: Hmm. Is uh like I've 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 actually been put in that type of situation where I had my buddy once just had uh we we, we use the program called GitHub. Oh yeah. And, and basically, you're able to like transfer oh. the files to make it concrete. Mm-hmm. Um. So one of my friends was working on something and he slept the entire day
0: oh, no, and he geez. just kept
1: it open without pushing his work through. And we were like, God damn it, man. God damn it.
0: <laughs> need you to be done in there. We need to use it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was a huge <laughs> well, takeaway. Wasn't it? Like the fact that they yeah. essentially were having to like, you know, like make sure one person would essentially like log out in order for other people to get in and having to wait on different people, like who have to do work, they've got to go in, do their part. It's like tapping in and wow. tapping out, right? I need you to tap out. I can get in there, do my part. Then you then I'll get out. Then you can get in there, do your part. And when I think of that, I actually am like, you know, it's actually a really good point because, um, I think of a lot of the times they talk about how they had conversations about people in Slack And how they were waiting on certain people to do certain things so they could do stuff. And I'm like, "Yo, they they've been talking about this low key this whole time, and we just didn't really realize that's what they a lot of times were even mentioning." Mm -hmm. Um,
1: they they addressed the elephant in the room.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Hundred (laughs) percent.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah and that, and the fact that Stephen talked about like some massive hiring they're doing in twenty twenty two I expect the content pipeline at least internally i mean it depends on you know what their fee- what they feel is ready for us to see, but I expect their content pipeline is gonna go a hell of a lot quicker now right. because they can mm-hmm. have they're adding you know what they consider massive hiring right, and right. they also have an ability to multitask in the same environment. So I'm I imagine like out of anyone on the team, Bacon is like, hell yeah, y'all. I mean, he because I I know, um, you know, we have seen like his work and his team's work, and it's fantastic. Just imagine now like combining all of that into a single environment and how much they can do in the same span of time that they have had to do in like bite-sized chunks before because it was this whole check-in check-out vibe um so yeah that that was i think probably in addition to like the graphical fidelity that we saw and the different things they did with the environment just for this demo that was the most exciting news for me was that right about this upgrade i mean this looks like the snow flurries and the different lighting with the corrupted trees and every time like i was i would just get all giddy when um when steven would be like oh look there's some corruption over there and it's like i just can imagine the possibilities in the future with some of these environments mm-hmm. and the ability to explore sense. yeah for sure mm-hmm.
0: For yeah. scale how the about the parkour the parkour yeah. bit though that wasn't gonna be there before remember how like we had that Uh, way back in the Kickstarter days we had that video of like the the rogue Uh, slash ranger sort of yeah Yeah. that was like basically like infiltrating a a metropolis or whatever to go snatch a relic or whatever and Mm -hmm. we saw them going through and like doing their thing and you were like wait a minute so they said like you know we probably won't have that in the game then i remember like pantheon rise of the fallen was gonna have parkour mechanics in and I'm sitting there going like, ah, damn, it's, it's too bad. You know that there's going to be another MMO that's going to be able to have some form of this where we're probably not going to get it, even though I understand we, why we wouldn't be able to get it. Now, uh, not the case, because this is something that's uh, essentially just sort of a pretty typical feature in Unreal Engine 5, along with a bunch of other things. This was big because the parkour thing. Yay, nice phase. Yeah, you link the, uh, the parkour video. Perfect. Yep. That's it right there. That's exactly it. Um we got to see the Drake of the Canopy, which I was like, it's on the screen, so I'm bringing it up. Cause like holy I was my yeah. mouth dropping on that thing watching it. I was like, oh just wow. I can't
1: remember if I bought it or not. I'm oh I did.
0: I-, I was like, I'm not, I can't I-, I was like, this one, man, has the potential to look too damn unique. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, glad I, I got it because that thing is just amazing, man. That is so nice. Oh god, dude. I mean, there were other subtle differences, too. Like uh, just a little bit ago, if you were watching the video, Steven was like walking through on his character and there was like a a stream of like falling dirt and rocks and he went and stood underneath it and he like low key didn't really even like really focus on that. But if you paid attention, like the rock was actually bouncing off this character's back. So the physics are the physics potential is clearly going to be on the next level that we wouldn't have gotten with Unreal Engine 4. World size was another really big one, by the way. Um now I wouldn't be a proponent of them trying to expand upon the world at launch. But apparently Plus Yeah, go ahead, Faisal. Expansions can be exactly. made. Exactly. Yes. You could further expand mm-hmm. upon the world of era. You could expand it. And they said that part of the reason they were originally gonna do uh in Under Realm was because for an open world they were limited to the what was it, the 20? kilometers uh squared
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah 20 kilometers tonight, squared yeah. yes and this was actually limiting how big their open world could be mm-hmm. and that's pretty crazy because now it's like well that limitation is not going to be there does that mean we should expand on the open world at launch? no no i mean we've hundred eight square kilometers is a nice big world for for launch they you know including up to 100 kilometers of uh you know under realm is pretty pretty damn nice but it's beautiful for the idea of expansions deals whatever is in the future for the game to maintain an open world status you know islands and things that nature that could be there that we don't know about or whatever they decide to do who knows imagine if there was like some crazy like flying you know like realm that we didn't know about like you know floating islands up in the sky no one could even know about or something something crazy Mm -hmm um yeah, yeah one,
2: one, th- uh, one one thing that i would say it's it's probably you know most likely not related via memo but one thing that i kept thinking about as we were walking through this is just that talk a while back that steven had around how he really wanted to make the world of ashes of creation like a universe where there would be yeah. multiple different aspects of it and And the MMO wasn't the only thing he had in his mind. I mean, I just kept thinking of like how much potential they have in an MMO, but also how much potential they have in like something like an open world RPG. Right. What they could do with that several years down the line when, you know, Ashes is is an established IP with a universe and we start kind of getting more maybe. They explore things that they haven't explored in the MMO and in a world and kind of, again, having this engine and what they're doing as a backbone for that. I mean, this is just, yeah, it was definitely had the wheels turning this entire stream.
0: Right. I just think that the even the park, the parkour thing, too, like, I mean, being able to potentially drop off of a ledge or jump up and grab a hold of the side to scale up a bit. I mean, obviously, this is something in the Q&A they addressed and that they're being mindful of, which we'll we'll definitely hit on that as well, because I think some of the Q&A stuff uh, is definitely important. Uh, Like I said, for the for all of this, it's over on Ashes HQ. You can go to the articles and you could totally read over this one. Um, But This was big, like the, the, the fact that they had to work the way they had to work out of Unreal Engine 4, looking at how they could actually work on these cells that they need to work on with multiple people. Uh, being able to do that now at a time i mean that alone if that was the only reason you told me you are moving to unreal engine 5 that would have been enough for me i would have been like perfect that's great that's huge because in regard to production time for expansions for bug fixes for any of those things which by the way they've been doing a pretty decent job of from from my perspective when it came to alpha one they did a good job of like really implementing some fixes. I mean, granted, they didn't fix everything, but that's also game development. But their their time frame to actually take the servers down and put the implement those fixes was pretty comparable to a lot of other AAA studios, so. It was it was really nice. Um, apparently, when, when when they talked about like w- their whole journey to like deciding upon Unreal Engine 5, this wasn't a hasty decision. Um, I think this is also an important uh, thing to know because it was 2020. We t- took a look. It was uh, 2020. I think it was like May. I think we had looked at, if I remember correctly. It was like May of 2020 was when the Unreal Engine 5 announcement was made. We found out about it. And it had been since 2020 that they've been contemplating this move uh, over to Unreal Engine 5. That at the at the end of Alpha 1... Uh, once, once alpha one had ended in August, Steven, that was when he had actually assembled the strike team, right. To determine if the move to unreal engine five was actually gonna be the best choice for the future of the game. And this is an important note, taking all of this team leads together, having them all look at things as, as objectively looking at all the systems, looking at everything that would have to change, looking at a pros and the cons list. The team after two months made the decision unanimously moving to unreal engine five was going to be in a very important step for them in terms of this game's future so this was a very very thoughtful mindful decision very calculated methodical decision uh and i think it's also important to make note of that um since october they've been in the process of uh you know i mean good old mcp right kevin mcpherson's been uh spearheading Mm -hmm. this move that started and it sounds like it's January and February, they plan on having the majority of the team uh, It says here they have uh, a close working relation with Epic, who are very helpful, and the entire team will be on UE5 by January February of 2022. With Lumen and Nanite being added to the majority of the world around that time, as the team gets onboarded more fully. Boom.
1: Boom.
0: Okay. So then the question is which we didn't really <laughs> which we didn't really get any solid references on here we saw the near tower we saw this new terrain this new environment area this cutout that they shared etc i know a lot of people were looking around when he was scaling the peaks and stuff and going what can we pick out in the world around no one saw an identifiable landmark so whether this is just a little cutout to showcase this or it's that actual place in the world which i'm pretty confident it probably is although it's probably just a cut out in the world we didn't get any sort of goal or any loose outline of alpha 2 how are we feeling about that under these circumstances
2: um i mean i i think based on everything we've heard on the live stream it's it's early yet for that because there's obviously a piece of work they do need to do right just from a I don't want to say a content perspective, but from an environment perspective get things kind of transferred over to UE5. Mm. But one thing we did see that, I don't know, we we've, we've had a chance to talk about this and maybe I'm jumping the gun, but one of the things that was also like really exciting about this stream was the showcase that they did around the 1300 ish simulated players in combat yeah. with different outfits Obviously, on them as well. I think the one thing that was maybe noticeable is they didn't have hair, and that might potentially be something they need to tweak in terms of performance.
0: <clears> but but the Ball fact is beautiful. Just saying. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that showing a little love. Please continue. Uh, I just well, got so to say. What, Basil? What do you guys say to me? No I yeah. can't
1: see the light on my sim. Daedalus, hurry up. Please continue. <laughs> Please
2: hurry up. <laughs> Daedalus, go. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. Ah, Bald shit. is beautiful. In this case, the ball, ball does not necessarily showcase the polygon count. So with that said, <laughs> uh, you know, with that said, right, the fact that they've already exceeded what they had set out to do, which is 500 versus 500, right, in terms yeah. of like a siege. And and just like seeing that video as well was pretty darn exciting, right? be able to see the yeah. movement, it was something that I think a lot of, Folks commented on in the last video that they did like the fly through where everybody was just standing there and there wasn't anything actually happening. Right, the fact that you are able to see this, I mean, I'm definitely excited and and I believe this is also a function of like you know UE five and what can be done there. But the fact that they have shown that and shown the efficiency of the game's performance was also pretty darn exciting. Right, and it's something that. I think we were all also like on edge about, you know, in terms of, you know, what's happened in other games and can they really do this? And one of the things that I have definitely seen is they're going to, if they're going to show something, they want to be confident that they can do it. And the fact that they went from what they had before, took the feedback in and said, okay, now we really need to kind of show our stuff and make sure that we're showing progress here. They did it. Right with that uh, video, yeah. and that was something I wasn't expecting either. Right, Same. go ahead, Faisal.
1: No, I uh, just to add to your point, I also loved the fact that they've done that test with a not full rig, see, they like they had a 1080 and that, and it also rocked the
2: frames. I was like, yes, <laughs> my potato right. isn't going to die, <laughs> right. Right. And the mm-hmm. fact that even um, Steven, when he, you know, did his showcase, right, he was on a 2080. He wasn't even on yep. the latest next gen card. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it looked like I he was on the latest next gen card. And and one of the things I think somebody commented it in potentially in, in the community or I, I didn't grab the name, so I apologize. But seeing this on the stream now, it's definitely it looks great. But if you haven't already, check out the 4K video that Ashes of Creation posted. Yeah. Just the video itself, not the one that they like, you know, as part of the live stream. Yeah. That on like, you know, even like a, you know, HD, like 1080p or, or, you know, or above TV or monitor rather. Yeah. Um, looks fantastic. Yes. Right. And so you'd think this looks good. Look at that. It looks even more like mm-hmm. the graphical fidelity is even better.
0: Yeah. I put that up. My, the top monitor I've got right here is actually a curved widescreen. 4k when i throw that thing up here i'm just like oh my gosh dude it's the creatures like oh man they showed off some of those creatures too there was the uh drake of a canopy there was the undead wolf that's going to also be a mount there was the uh sort of stone little lizard dude i forget the name offhand right now um then there was the uh the old mount that we hadn't seen It. it's like from way back when it was like one of the oldest Bounce that was created. I also forget the name. So sorry, y'all I can only prepare so much and also get enough sleep at night. But um, man, just visually, this game is the weather. Oh, man, the weather was something else I noticed too. the sound. The sound is the sound design is a lot better also. So I don't know. I don't know exactly what changed there, if it's specific to the Unreal Engine five or or what, but. The sound, the weather sound uh, and effects are just like super nice. Plus, you got like footprints and stuff. People are noticing Um, so many other things, little subtle differences and changes that I think if you follow the game closely and pay a lot, pay a lot of attention like we do here, these things just really stand out because you're like, "Uh, this is different, like it's not just parkour. It's not just like the visual, you know, specifically the lighting or the visual elements, but it's like these there's a lot of subtle changes and you know, for me, they like I said they delivered in spades on on the presentation here. They really did. Absolutely.
1: One thing that I thought was missing from this entire video is one thing that they showed at the very 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 start of doing that. Yeah. Is the snow yeti. Okay, cool.
0: True. That would have been cool. Yeah. Would have been a perfect time to throw that in here. That one that they did, the like ape sort of looking one, the gorilla slash what was it? The you um, not the ape. No, which one are you thinking of?
1: Uh, yeah, we gotta to we gotta know.
0: look at it. Yeah, I gotta share it with everybody. That would have been a cool one too, though. Could have dressed him up like a, you know, like could have like could've thrown a Grinch in here or something. Would have been kind of fun. The little presents were fun <laughs> too. But can you imagine, was it, is it Krampus? Is that what they call it? Is that, oh, is yeah, that the Krampus, right words? Yeah yeah, yeah. this flex buff chest like uh, the gorilla yeah man the the creatures though man ah dude the creatures in this game are just some of the best I've seen in a fantasy world and I'm mm-hmm. you know I, I the dunier architecture the tower as well it was just he was talking about how this was a um, there was gonna be multiple levels below it or something and the snow yeti <laughs> yeah Dude, this game is rocking, man! It is the the simulation. I'm st- I'm still really glad that they're taking a, a moment to outline some of the the tech, like they've been doing mm-hmm. consistently now, since people like to see that as well. And I think the the 1300 simulated people, the bald, beautiful people, um was a really great touch to kind of keep that momentum going as well. Yeah, there's a throwback video. What is that one? oh my gosh hold on. Let, me, let me pull let me pull it's like and make a sure
1: very own. very very old
0: oh right geez that, that one what Re-exam- yeah that's cool. old cool. school that's from the um. Uh, that's from when the yeah the, the dangerous cage.
2: to go alone video yes. i believe yeah All right yeah, yeah
0: yeah so yeah they people should check that one out too it's a good time to go revisit anytime we get a major like graphic change to the game, or you know, like an update of some sort. It's it's insane yeah. to me. Son. Yeah, you mm-hmm.
1: don't realize that when they were starting development, every piece of art that they came out this uh, came mm-hmm. out with. They're, it's we just were out of our minds to think it was amazing. Yeah, we <laughs> it, thought was it was amazing good then. at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. as they progressed, they just produced amazing, gorgeous art. That could be put in the Louvre. <laughs> so uh,
0: there's a few things that caused me to to get really immersed in an MMORPG or, or a game in general, okay? Environment, character, right? Customization and the narrative. And also, I mean, I said three, there's a few things, but there's, there's more than just three. But like the narrative is a big one, of course, put that to the side. Uh, they recently uh, several months ago talked about they're getting the guy on board who helped do the narrative design for the Elder scrolls online which it's a game i enjoy i really like the story presentation there granted it's a little different but it held a job this guy's gonna be helping with that the creatures in the environment man and man. yes and we got a note a little tidbit right that uh, there is a significant character customization update planned to be showcased in the coming months. They plan to engage with the Ashes of Creation community to utilize and test it. It's supposed to be significant. And. they It sounds like they almost want to give us like these like r- real life, like here's some people. Go see who can come closest to creating these people or these like characters or whatever in the game. So it sounds like there's going to be a community challenge of sorts in the near future. Once they're ready to showcase that for us, um, mm-hmm. so it, it, we're we're. De- I feel like 2022 is going to be a. I thought 2021 was a big year, and it was a big year. It really was. But I have a feeling 2022 is going to be even bigger. Yeah. So look alive, fools. It ain't it's, all about the murder be, murder bunny and loot ninjas and stuff, okay? It's
1: going to be getting crazier and crazier with every year. Like, uh, I remember the first days, the first year, how, yeah. like, it, it's... We expected things, and they just c- keep crossing those boundaries every time. Or delivering their promises, and they're like...
0: Yeah. I still <laughs> stand... I still stay true to my my... My speculation, Now I, I expected that we would get an Unreal Engine 5 announcement. Well, I feel pretty solid. on. Um, keep in mind, I don't just go making random statements. I look at evidence and I feel like it's strong enough to support my my speculation. I'll make an educated guess. I still stand by. See, I, I felt I fe- I still stand by quarter two for Alpha two. But my but I'm going to say. I uh, I feel a little more optimistic about that speculation now. Not believing it yeah. would be sooner or not, but I think at, what at this
1: at, at this point I think I think I need to ask you this question. Oh God! What the god are you? Have you been uh, consulting with to know this information? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I. I don't understand the dark premise in, in the most recent visits by you, Murder Bunny. Considering you are the Murder Bunny, maybe you're the one to make these claims and statements. I don't really know. But I got to say, hey, Basil. Hey,
1: Mine is divine right, okay?
0: You're what? All, all my killings are divine right. <laughs> oh, wow. This is going to be interesting to see how he spins this when the game launches and he's out there pillaging people. And it's a good thing that the Murder Bunny isn't actually going to be an outfit in Ashes per Steven. I know I'm a little saddened by this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just, I feel like it, we got to We got to come up with something. We got to find the right cosmetics to put together to be like, this is basil's murder bunny outfit. I'm not consulting <laughs> with anybody, but basing it off of. Everything that we've seen so far, the this presentation and what they were able to showcase here, along with the timetable that they're giving us for the team being able to migrate over. Does does positively reinforce my speculation, because I would probably say if I was more or less, if you were to ask me, am I more or less optimistic about Alpha 2 being testable, showcaseable, potentially playable by somebody in second quarter of 2022? I was more on the pessimistic side. I still felt like it was a early in terms of this being the earliest potential time we'd see it. I was a little more on the pessimistic side. I'm a little more on the little more towards the optimistic side now. Although I still think that's my earliest possible idea of when we might see an Alpha 2 test environment. Um, and I think the fact that it's a January, February probably reinforces upon that even more so. Um, but I still think it's earliest case. Do I think Alpha 2 2022? I think, uh, yeah, 100%. There's, there's no way around it. I think that I would... Uh, I wouldn't see any reality where that wouldn't be the case now alpha 2 and how long that's going to last until a potential beta and launch is a whole different story and we're not there yet
1: well, we are not there yet <laughs> not
0: even close man you know if you follow the game for any period of time you just don't assume anything you base it off of tangible evidence and there it is that thing that damn lizard right there isn't that thing cool look at that that little dude
1: how i could just imagine him just rolling up and being like a bot.
0: dudes they are so damn close on the money when you look at like their the 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 art sketches and, and stuff that they put up there and they're like here's the cosmetics here's the creatures how on the money how damn good do you have to i mean how close can you get look and, at that this thing is
1: in game you're able Jeez. to right.
0: Uh, yep. this one was a cosmetic but i believe it's also well there was a cosmetic wait a second was that a pet or a mount though damn that's, it that's it's too many question. years yeah it's a good question
2: that's, i thought it was a pet maybe but, but this is know. like the
0: mount version i mean that the undead wolf is 100 percent only an in-game thing right yeah right, right? You have to keep in mind too the particular cosmetic meaning it's specific appearance style is the cosmetic mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're not gonna see other variations of it in the game that are potentially earnable either yep right um and i think the curse charger is like a perfect example of that
1: right
0: yeah there's a lot of them in the game there's only one specific one that is actually the the cosmetic mount but i would be shocked if we didn't see other other variations of it as a cosmetic mount, even through animal husbandry alone
1: Th- think of uh, it as a unique var- variant or the shiny Pokemon
0: <laughs> the shiny Pokemon <sighs> <laughs>
1: exactly
0: <laughs> I'm stoked man the, uh, the the future's looking good, like I'm all about them taking their time, but uh shit it's just super encouraging. I love the mountain peaks here, by the way. Mm-hmm. The mountain peak. I was so trying to look around everybody and see if we could find like a location, but you just can't. You can't tell. It could be anything. There could be. It could be anywhere in the world. Um, but I would uh, challenge anybody who sees this to try to place it if you can. Um, it's another good example of a place that doesn't exist—an alpha one island that we haven't ever seen. That clearly is somewhere out there that we're gonna visit one day. It's a matter of time. Some of the questions about Unreal Engine Five before we move forward and hit up on the guild gathering discussion. Yeah, and here's the thing about parkour too, right? If there's not going to be a stamina mechanic, how are they going to manage that? I think from a combat standpoint, I think that's probably the risk reward element. If you didn't have stamina, a stamina element in the game would be you can parkour up as as long as you want. Just be mindful that you get attacked while you're parkouring up the mountain. You you maybe can't fight back. And if you have to let go, you're going to fall to your death, potentially. Mm -hmm. I think that would be a good risk reward uh, element to that. But uh, anyway, recommended specs. People were like, you know, is this going to significantly impact us or uh, is it going to impact operating systems? No, there's no expectation that it would. Um, People that are Linux users, you know, they made a note that this is about 1%. Or less than one percent of the actual pc users that are going to be even running that operating system although when it comes to systems or recommended uh spec changes are, are recommended spec changes possible sure uh, but they do want uh the game to be accessible to as many people as possible they still stand by that and with unreal engine 5 allowing uh, the ability to scale um, down on the graphical settings um, and the scalability settings that exist uh, already out of the box, it doesn't seem to be a concern. They have obviously the less know. um, talked about how will lumen improve lighting the base. The 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 main bit here is it's a more realistic approach to lighting. You're going to notice it more specifically to like things like dungeons and caves, uh, areas like that. That's where it's really going to stand out. And I think if we were watching the video that the, the snow is a really good example of that, like how the How the weather uh was sort of there and how the lighting was bouncing around within the cave Uh, i think that was a big one Uh, i think the ray tracing was one of the big ones they talked about getting away from the the old lighting systems um you know in terms of like how's that gonna uh, really help i think the main thing to take away here is art rendering i think that's the thing to focus on is things like textures etc i think that's the big takeaway is like how's like an impact thing it's gonna make it more better it's gonna look cleaner much more presentable, much more detailed. Um the locomotion motion changes I did want to hit on uh, being the parkour element we were talking about. They are mindful of this in regard to PVP. Uh they do recognize how important PVP is in Ashes. Obviously, it's a meaningful combat, it's a really big element in the game. Um they do they don't really want the changes to have a negative impact on that. Um so they are going to be Focusing on combat being dynamic, they think this could be helpful in helping to create more dynamic elements to PVP, but it's something obviously that they're going to have to work on balancing along with combat and with combat in a state that it is right now, such an early iteration, we're not even getting all of the full classes, basic class kits until alpha two anyway, so long and short of it is we we have plenty of time for them to work on balancing all this stuff well before we get to the game uh, launching anyway um they also didn't think that you'd really notice a whole lot of impact to skills mostly you just notice it in unreal engine 5 the biggest uh, takeaway is going to be that the skill effects the visual effects for skills obviously will be different and again if you go and watch this on their youtube you'll notice that the prismatic beam was a really good example of that uh, i felt like you could really see it in the uh, uh origin of the burst out of the character hands you could see the Sort of like almost uh I don't know, it was more of like this well, glorious shine, prismatic, sort of like spiky star element. What what basil? Are you gonna say something? You got this look yeah, you, on your you, face like you got a thought.
1: Uh you can hear the sound effects. <laughs> oh god.
0: Laser beaming people.
1: Laser beaming.
0: <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts about anything that was shared? Now, as always, I encourage people, go check out the video they posted on their YouTube. Blow it up. Max that res. Put it on your highest res screen. Take a little look-see. See if you notice anything, any takeaways, anything you want to share that we can kind of revisit at the next podcast. And gentlemen, if there's anything else you want to visit on the, the, uh, that was showcased on the live stream that you could think of, I feel like we hit everything, the main bullet points for the community anything
2: no i mean i think i think we kind of hit what i was looking to cover with the live streaming for sure standing
0: oh my god you're eating a carrot basil chat this is why you got to be here live friends like every uh every sunday 5 p.m central be here or just miss out on the goodies that are the live chat and the things that are said and the the comments that even are. Our companions on the round table here will say that you're just like seriously though guys like undermining sim and calling him a loot ninja and reinforcing this false narrative that doesn't actually exist but people want to talk about anyway by the way the channel currency here on this channel now is officially called loot it's a loot bag Uh, um you're welcome by popular demand people thought can we just let sim take our loot and redeem our loot for things and the answer is now yes you're welcome um Although I don't really know what those channel points are going to be used for outside of my rants and other things, but uh, I leave it to you to come up with some creative uh, redemptions. Okay, cool. Moving on. I will link the forum discussion, Guild Gathering. This was uh, listed on the forums on December 21st. Looks like by right back over on the Ashes of Creation forums, Guild Gatherings number 11, potentially the last one we're going to get. As they may not be doing these anymore moving forward, uh, they might have gotten a n- nice chunk of uh, stuff and things. And yeah, I'm sorry about that. Oops, a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're fine. Spies and intrigue. The question posed simply is How do you feel about spies and double agents? That's spies and intrigue in a nutshell, right there. When you think of politics and game, mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. you feel about spies and double agents, gentlemen? chat friends i mean i think
2: it's gonna be the nature of a beast in a game of this type now Mm -hmm. i haven't like experienced like i know some of the like i wouldn't say core elements but the um social elements of this have been present in other games like say eve online i haven't personally experienced that but Mm -hmm. i have seen it kind of in in other games and frankly like to some extent in games like wow like i have seen that actually occur um i'm i mean i don't have a problem with it i think it's just going to get to a point where you just have to really at a at the lowest level trust no one <laughs> i think uh in in the sense of like i mean outside of like people that are in your, are in your circle of friends i mean Heck, if somebody at this point in time is like along the lines of a spy or a double agent, that's a long game. I mean, a a really long game. long game. Right. Right. So I, but I definitely see this is like, you know, something that the team has been talking about from day one. I mean, I think one of the stories or at least the idea of one of the stories that Stephen talked about very early on was like having an alliance with another like, you know, leader and then you kind of meeting whatever your objective was and then that leader that you have an alliance with stabbing you in the back and like taking the spoils for himself or herself. And that's like, I feel like he wants situations like that. He wants us to have that level of like dynamic conflict. I mean, I wouldn't call it drama. I think it's just within the world of the game, but uh, but still, I mean, they, he's looking for that and I'm not necessarily have a problem with it it's going to probably be like, other than people that have been like tested and true for like Mm -hmm. some time, I would have a very tough time warming up to new people.
0: (laughs) It's great for paranoia, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. The the paranoia vibe is real at this
0: point. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, I don't know, man. Can I trust Basil? Can I trust Daedalus? Like, oh man, would they be, they've been in my guild for like six months. Can I trust Daedalus isn't going to... Give me Let which. me hop on on the oh, shit. first. That you can do yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> does that look like a uh, fucking humanoid rabbit over there in the corner? What is that? Oh, shit. Whatever, mind. Wrong, wrong server. My bad. <laughs> wrong domain. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm just going to say that I'll keep my coin purse strings pretty tight around y'all. That's all I'm going to say. What <laughs> the
0: hell does that mean? Just because they say that bullshit? No, it's not, it's not <laughs> true? <laughs> okay okay
2: Okay. changing stuff to loot instead of justice coins i see where this is
0: going <laughs> that was for the people that doesn't mean anything for me uh, oh no what have i what? done
1: spying no spying everybody's welcome into my arms it's, it's, okay
0: you know what look i've always said this though okay <laughs> let's real talk i've always got a dark sim character I got my Glorious Lightbringer main, and then I got the uh, guy wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no. Come on,
1: son. It was now my death in my no. No.
0: Yeah! <laughs> I, I was the guy in World of Warcraft that would get on my weekend character, my rogue, and go around and sap people and let them just anticipate uh, the doom about to unfold. I was that uh, guy. I was the guy that saw you running and right as you got to the bush, sapped you in the bush where nobody could see you, and then just chilled for a second, diminishing return three two sap three two oh and there it goes it's my main my mains my paladin right my character and myself on my main don't we're not doing any dark and ominous things if i get on a death knight or rogue or something like that i'm gonna have fun with it it's my time (laughs) right it's character specific so, I, like so
1: many messes, I, I as a
0: human support. and as a paladin <laughs> will always you know do right by the light Light's justice reigns etc if I get on my alt I'm gonna be a fucking criminal
2: I just have to throw this out there it's, it's, it, there's a fine line between <laughs> main and alt Sam that's all I'm saying <laughs> really? yeah.
0: I can't confer an eye what those actions will or will not be I can't tell you at this point in time. I guess you just have to catch me in the act and stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. yeah. But you know the thing, you're right, man, about spies and intrigue. You're right, man. Anybody right now who's a spy between guilds or whatever is having to play the long game. Oh, and believe me, there are people out there doing it. Right? There are definitely people out there doing it. But I think it's important, man. It it is that you've got to be very mindful uh, about the people around you. Like, I know with certainty, right? As they list somebody in my guild that he's not ever going to do me wrong. But that's a relationship that's been built over years. Versus someone that you come across like a perfect example, uh, guild alliances. It sounds great in theory. There's a reason I don't focus on creating alliances Before a game launches, I don't believe in it. I don't trust it. I've seen it go wrong too many times. You can't make those alliances and expect that people's reasons for aligning with another community are not going to change. Because everything is great in theory until you get practical application. Until a game launches, until communities actually have to really work together and their own self-interests or guilds interests are actually truly at play you just can't know so that's my thing right spies and intrigue are going to be powerful knowing who you can trust vital right
1: this is going to take us way back to the medieval ages (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude
0: (laughs)
2: right i mean either that or old school spycraft right and compartmentalization of guilds man i mean i just i'm I'm just seeing this as like you got to really think how you set up your guild and who has like what kind of power and at Mm -hmm. what point right and really you know really be like honestly really be as choosy as steven when he hires his staff right i mean how long is it did it take for him to get maggie on board right how long is it taking him to get a lead designer on board i mean i just feel this is like a parallel to the game world too it's like he really wants to get somebody and he can trust and really vet right so (laughs) art imitating life my friends
0: (laughs) and to address this ridiculousness from good old homie z in chat didn't you ninja loot on your main though Well, technically, no, because that character doesn't exist because it was a test character. One, two, wasn't my main character for that server at the time. Yes. Three, there were no loot rules established and therefore it's not ninja looting. I don't care what Steven tells you, Okay, okay, that's a lot to say. Much love, much love to him in the studio, though. Honestly, to him, the team, they're happy holidays to all of them. I hope that everybody in Trepid has a fantastic, amazing holiday, well-deserved time off truly uh and yeah they they've 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 killed it this year man in, in good fun we have a lot of fun man with the shenanigans and the loot the loot ninja stuff it's just us all having a good time it's all in good fun uh and 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 even with all of us here you know when we have a difference of opinion in chat people don't always agree with the same thing the beautiful thing is uh, the majority of us are able to maintain a, a healthy rhetoric or a, a good you know, healthy dialogue of like communicating around the game. We've been able to luckily we've had a pretty good history of that in the community for the most part in the ashes community. Not not just this one, the ashes community. Um, and it's actually really uh, encouraging for me as a creator and as a community member to see that because believe me, I got my I got my foot. I got my fingers on the pulse and other games that are relaunching and development have been in development. It isn't always the case. So Ashes has got something pretty beautiful going on that's you know been fostering in the community in the game for for years. And uh I stand by my previous statement, friends. Uh spies and intrigue aside, you know, you know, fun and games and chats aside, uh this community is offering something pretty special. And <clears throat> if you know, other games like New World launching and, and having just a horrible horrible time which i i can say this it's been a it's been pretty horrible man some of the things that have been going down you're like yo that's but if it served any purpose it has shown us what people really really want a good mmorpg to Mm -hmm. live in to spend their time in and new world was a perfect example of just how big that audience can be
2: right agree there Mm
0: -hmm. and ash is a creation and its community has something very awesome to offer so that my friends is my final sim thought slash rant on this podcast for the year of 2021 don't worry you've only got to wait seven days until you get another one in the new year (laughs) 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 oh man it's been a good time i'm trying to think you know on spies and intrigue look it's a great discussion point. I think that they've done good with the um, the guild gatherings over the course of the past year, specifically. They've added them in. It's been good. It's been a really great way to engage in the community, to get community sentiment around guild things. I, I would totally understand if they didn't do any more of these for a while. Uh, I think possibly shifting focus and engaging a little more around things like uh, news blogs, et cetera, being posted, talking about the transition on real engine five talking about the systems being updated um it's a really good time to sort of really talk about that i do miss those videos man i miss those tech videos we get what about you guys
2: oh absolutely like any anything like even like the know your nodes like series Uh, all those other those would be like really great things to you know bolster um you know the next year's updates and i think one of the things that Stephen called that at the end. He's like, you know, 2022 is going to be a great year, right? I mean, if if they keep up with the momentum, I mm-hmm. I don't doubt it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. um, it's I going mean, be, It's going to be a good year.
1: I mean, I I never thought like they wanted to stop, but well, the reason that they stopped was mostly COVID related mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. But as you guys said, like 2022 is going to be one half of the time uh, to see all these all these side things that they used to do to community active and mm-hmm. speculate and, and interesting topics and new info and all these things are uh, back to life, which I mean, it's a good thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I am really curious though. They, they gave us a really good presentation. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really curious what else out of the box. Unreal Engine five could potentially support. I mean, I think of like housing, you know, the node development, you know, it, I'm just really curious. I I actually kind of want to and plan to like really do a bit of a dive. I, I I've been enjoying Unreal Engine 5 videos in general, though, on YouTube. Um, I don't get a whole lot of them, but there's like there are some creators out there, uh developers who actually have like YouTube channels and they go and they like do walkthroughs and they teach like you, the common person who doesn't know anything about unreal engine or unity engine or whatever engines that you can actually get your hands on free you can go to i've got unreal engine 5 installed on my computer i had unreal engine 4 installed on my computer before that because every now and then it's just kind of fun to jump on there and see to tinker around it's like jumping in photoshop or adobe after effects or something for me you can just jump in it tinker around watch a tutorial i might tinker around in unreal engine 5 just for the fun of it no any other intention other than getting to see what different systems are there that are in the in the box already that you can tinker with um, and I really want to do a little bit of a, a research uh, video over just what it has to offer that maybe wasn't outlined um, already in the development live stream um, But more importantly as I do have a really close working relationship with uh, Epic Games and Trippet Studios being who I'm talking about I'm very very curious about what they might be working on with Intrepid for specifically for Ashes of Creation, because keep in mind, this isn't just great for ashes that go to the engine alone. This is also really great for Epic Games and the Unreal Engine to be able to showcase what an MMORPG can do in the engine so that other well MMO developers might also hop on board and use it, but. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, as we're winding this one down? We've hit all our bullet points and all the things that have been on the list. Um, I don't really have anything on hand uh, to talk about. We've hit all the specific points community had mentioned they wanted us to hit on over the course of this particular podcast. Any final thoughts as we wind down our final podcast for 2021? I mean,
2: I would just maybe one more thing to double down on is I think what's going to make 2022 even better for Ashes is just kind of that thought from the live stream is their ability to collaborate. Like even if there is a situation where, you know, some of their staff is still working remotely, the fact that they can get into the engine and like multiple people can be working on an area at the same time. I mean, that helps even more so when you're in a virtual environment. So I would say that in and of itself was also like, you know, pretty exciting too. And it's something that's different from 2021. And even in 2021, they made a lot of progress. Right. I just expect that to be just even like an even, you know, bigger set of milestones that they potentially would be able to achieve in 2022. Um, which is probably, you know, I would speculate one of the reasons why morale is pretty high. Steven's really excited. About what they can do, what they have done, right? With this tech demo, that they delayed the live stream one week to make sure was in tip-top shape. So, yeah, I, mean, I would say that would be my final thoughts for 2021 and Nash's of creation.
1: What you think? Um, I honestly want to know more about the team. Really, like I know like the most like the heads of of each uh sector but i would love to know all of them like the only recent thing that they ever did was like we ever seen but the entire staff team that they had was uh when they did either halloween or uh what's it called?
0: a picture uh, we saw like the yeah, video uh, too right with them carving pumpkins yeah, the, and stuff. yeah
1: yeah and and uh what's it called when they did the site tour uh oh, for yeah. their office that we got to see everybody working and stuff right uh I, I assumed they would they would do that again in 2022 it would be right. cool to cheer them on as as development goes
0: on yeah it was really cool to like back when they did the uh, live streams out of their office at the old office yeah. um mm-hmm. they they would they were doing a really cool job of like being able to bring different uh like staff on like the bacon mm-hmm. on you know and they like cycle them out they have somebody else talk about like character design and cycle them out and then someone talking mm-hmm. about the system they're working on like alexi would hop on there um i think that would be really cool yeah brad was a good one too mcpeg McP being on there um yeah chris was another good one exactly I, we never got to see jency i mean it would be good to get like some of the people on doing like you know like some of the creatures like get Gen-C on there get some of the other creators that have been like working on uh maybe like the, uh, yeah yeah totally man I think Jency's gonna get like a lot of love when she goes on and does the yeah. like showcase because man the creatures right um but like 100%. we've had yeah we've had bacon on like he gets a lot of love and he's on there too um I'm trying to think and I let's mean, not forget well, about
1: the people who are working virtually now like I think I think we, we can add them in as well uh, that'll be great
0: Yeah, just getting as many people on as possible. I mean, it would be really exciting to get different people that are just fundamentally working on a lot of the things that we all love. Right. Mm -hmm. So we get to see these, you know, we hear about them sort of in passing and like we have a lot of appreciation for their work, but to getting like, I think you want to talk like, I don't know, man, I know it's great for morale when you see people really like it, but I think if you get like some of these pivotal individuals that are referenced a lot on there um i think it's also even more vital for morale or like really even more impactful and you know they get to see how people react or you know people get yeah, to finally yeah, have definitely. a name to the face or a face to the name rather um mm-hmm. i think it, i think that synergy will exponentially grow and I, i'm sure in the, in the long term we'll get more I mean, people that's on there want obviously that's right want yeah they, obviously. yeah <laughs> obviously um but I think there are like a lot of people that um, would be really good to, you know, get on there. People that have been working for Intrepid for a while that, you know, are 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 vital to, um, you know, a lot of it's daily in and out sort of thing. Um, they were, but I mean, obviously, they were sort of on track for that. Then yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, then <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, honestly, 2021 was probably the best year the games had so far and yep. i think just stay the course like we always say around here don't we we say stay the course man we'll stay the course i think if they just stay the course and maintain the same momentum they've been doing they are they do remarkably well uh for a studio that's not a triple a studio
1: that is and it's the first time they ever make a game technically
0: yeah they they do a really good job of community engagement which is something that if you go back in the day, right, Daedalus, we used to this used to be one of our biggest criticisms. This was one of the biggest criticisms we've had of the game, which was the 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 basically the 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 gaps in community engagement and consistency. And they've been yeah. delivering on that for a long time now. So um all I gotta yes. say is uh, you know, much love to them, much love to everybody that's been maintaining that momentum. I think it's paying off in spades both on social medias and the live streams and the discord and even around our show here we see it so Mm -hmm. yeah and thank you because you make doing a podcast like this even easier to be more consistent with discussion points and everything as well so makes it easier man to just know what we're going to be talking about week to week i don't have to try that hard anymore you used to be like pulling teeth, man. <laughs> we'd be like, We have so much to talk about. And then we'd get to like a quiet period. And I'm like, Shit, let's go talk about some uh the aircrafting, I guess, around uh the major or something or you would you would try to
1: start something and we just try to go behind it in one way or another. We did
0: a good job. I I'm gonna I'm to be fair, I'm gonna I'm gonna give us a good old pat on the back to everybody here. We we have done a good job, all of us, at carrying the torch when it was quieter for a lot a lot of different periods, so I'm proud of us for that reason. There's always something to talk about. You just got to look. Um
1: one way or another.
0: Yeah, one way or the other and sometimes community can be that topic of discussion. So yeah. Friends, here is to 2021 to all of y'all here around the uh, podcast and the Ashes fam whether you're, you know, part of Intrepid, a mod, a community member a podcast member a content creator uh, a community leader um or just somebody who loosely follows the game and enjoys the vibes this is like a big shout out to all of y'all for making 2021 freaking awesome year even with the the tough times that many of us are still dealing with and going through um the ashes fam has kept things uh have kept things quite bright uh, a nice light at the end of the tunnel even brighter so gentlemen before we wrap this one off of the year, why don't you shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on the show, Daedalus?
2: All right, you can find me on Twitter at uh, The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash The Ashen Herald.
0: And Faisal?
1: You guys can find me on Twitter as Bagel108 and on Twitch as Faisal108.
0: And friends, if you don't already, go over to the Ashes HQ YouTube. Give us a follow there by subscribing to the channel. Make sure you hit the bell notification so you know when we go live. If you're listening and you don't follow there or here on Twitch, you can catch this podcast every Sunday over here on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Simorg. Join us in our Discord, discord.gg forward slash right? Catch us on social media at Ashes Pathfinder, at Ashes HQ. Okay? Check out AshesHQ.com where this podcast is, uh, well, showcased. It's the home. And friends, remember, most importantly, that we might be to the end of the show, end of the shows for the year. But in closing, I want to remind everybody here, right? Whether you're on this podcast, whether you're watching it live, whether you're commenting on YouTube, listening to it as you drive to and from work or at home, you don't just have to be here to be a Pathfinder. You're just a part of the journey with us. So all of you are Ashes Pathfinders. Much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios. And until next Sunday in 2022, friends, live your best lives. Walk in the light. Have a great night. Stay safe, friends. Have a happy holidays. Much love from us to you. We'll see you again real soon, friends. Bye for now.
2: Take care, everyone. Bye.